Now, Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Shara McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, located on the South Shore, and I have been working as a full-time realtor and sales and marketing consultant for home buyers and home sellers for the past 15 years. My unique approach to assisting my clients to the next chapter of their lives is driven by being a team player and by offering them continuous training, education, advising, and mentoring. Every week, I will be providing you with real estate topics ranging from home buyer and home seller advice, legal matters, insurance binders, flood insurance concerns, home inspection questions, environmental worries like radon, lead paint, and mold, mortgages and loan programs, staging tips and ideas, real estate contracts, market trends, home values, and more. It's a talk radio show, and you can follow along online. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. If you missed any of our shows, you can listen on my podcast at talkrealestateradio.com. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me regarding your home sale or your home purchase, you can connect with me anytime at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. Hello to our special neighbors. You are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable with Boston Real Estate Broker Team. My name is Melissa Wallace and I'm joined in studio tonight. Hello, and we have Kay and Zoom, Justin Hughes in Boston. Hello, Justin. Hello, how are you? Good, how are you? Doing good. Good. I missed you today. I know, I missed you too. <laughs> and then we have the one, the only Sharon McNamara. Hello. Hello, how is everybody doing? Oh, I think we're doing pretty good, pretty good. Um, I sent a picture to the team. Um, I, I came up with a solution of how we're going to be looking at the camera and not at the, up at the TV to you guys. Um, so hopefully that gives you a little chuckle. Um, <laughs> it's really all for me, thanks guys. It's really, it's really all for Mary, but you'll understand why. Um, hey Mary, what you got in your mouth there? Sorry, a Jolly Rancher. Yeah, I, I had too. really bad coffee breath. I've only only drank coffee all day. <laughs> yeah, me too. Although Marcus bought us lunch. No, he did. What'd you guys have for lunch? We had dishes. Oh, you did? Yeah. Well, he had well, a gift card. I don't know about that. Yeah, he got it off your desk. Yeah. <laughs> 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 In all fairness, he did ask if you were coming back to the office and didn't think that you were. So. Lisa Cullity is looking beautiful tonight. I love the curls, Lisa. Thanks. Good evening. Is that sunset like what you what you texted me the other night? Like you have to see the beautiful sunset behind your house, and I missed it. No, no, no. Actually, that is sunset on Cadillac Mountain in Acadia National Park. Ah, did you, you I take went there that? once? Yes. Yep. Oh, that's cool. You should make. Yep, that I a, took the photo. Yeah. You should make that a canvas. Um, I actually have a bunch of them that I'm toying around with doing something like that with. Yeah. No, that's really cool. So we're just, you know, going on and on and on, and our WATD listeners can't see us or um, have no idea what we're talking about. Mel, you're going to keep an ear open for Lisa DeMilo, so I believe she'll be doing the traffic report for us tonight. I'm sure it's very light. Um, Hopefully it is, but we are going to get an update on COVID uh, from Lisa Colladay. She, of course, is the Pembroke um, agent, uh, health agent in the town of Pembroke, and we have uh, Chief uh, Ken McCall 
McCormick, who is joining us as well. Uh, you guys are awesome because I just like reach out on a whim and just say, hey, how about an update? Um, and uh, honestly, like this is something too, like I just feel um, – you guys are always there for me and I know I'm not the only business in Boston, uh, in Boston, in Pembroke that reaches out to you, but you know, COVID is always changing. And I always feel like I'm just going to run something by you guys. Dustin. So two days ago I was like, Hey guys, can I just run something by you? I'm thinking about, you know, doing this next week. Do you think it's over the top? Ken's response was yes, that's over the top. We are uh, ready to go with Lisa. I can't wait to hear the rest of this story, Sharon. Oh, so we have Lisa DeMilo. So hopefully everything is mild out there, Lisa. A little bit like the weather, but I hear we're getting some rain and cold coming in. So um, here's Lisa from Sharon. Well, Sharon, thank you. And uh, I can't wait to hear the end of that story. I'm going to hang around in here, too. But um, right now, still a tough ride. Route 24 South is sluggish from 93 to the Horse Bridge. Then stop and go from Route 106 most of the way to Route 140. And along the way, a crash at 495. The Expressway Southbound's jam from the tunnel to Granite Ave. You're back in it from Furnacebrook to the split. Northbound's crawling from Granite Ave up to Freeport Street. Route 3 South delays from the Expressway down to Union Street. 93 South is slow from Route 28 to Route 24. Northbound's tied up after Route 28 to the Braintree split. This report is sponsored by Amazon. Amazon is hiring. Start delivering smiles this holiday season that can make someone's every day. Enjoy benefits and flexible shifts. Go to Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon's an equal opportunity employer. Traffic on the nines every morning. I'm Lisa DeMilo in the WATD Traffic Center. We now return to Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services on 95.9 WATD. And we are back. Again, you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable with Boston Connect Real Estate's broker team. My name is Melissa Wallace, and I'm joined with Mary Baker, Sharon McNamara. Hi. And (laughs) Justin Hughes. Tonight, we are joined by our two favorite, favorite guests. Desks. I almost desks. called them desks. Where's your head out, Carol? I don't know. It's been a long day. Um, we have uh, Ken McCormick, uh, Deputy Fire Chief here in Pembroke. And we have the Pembroke Health Agent, Lisa Cullity. Hello, you guys. I miss you guys so much. They've got to be familiar all of our people out there that listen. I, yeah, they, I think so. I they hear us talk about them all the time. <laughs> you guys are like local celebrities, basically, because of us. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I get stopped for autographs in the supermarket. <laughs> I don't do that. Well, tonight we are sort of getting into the uh, Thanksgiving holiday spirit. And uh, we wanted to, to sort of reach out to everybody and talk about what we're sort of thankful for. Um, but right now we want to get sort of an update um, from from you guys. So, Sharon, I know you had asked them to join us tonight. Um, do you sort of want to kick off this portion of the show? For well, you got to finish everybody? your story. Oh, Oh, what, about them thinking I'm over the top? I didn't even have to ask, really. What what were you so over the top about? I'm not doubtful, but what was it? (laughs) 
I, first of all, everybody knows um, that I have been sort of like self-quarantining for the past couple of weeks just because I am having my dad and my mom over and my dad's actually with the COPD hasn't really been great lately. So I just wanted to do that for me um, just so I feel better about it because I'm not not having him um, because I don't know you know, my parents, if, will they be here next year just from natural causes of life, you know? So, um, and this is a difficult year for us too, because Mark's dad just passed away just six months ago, which seems weird. Um, so it's important to me to have him there, but I was watching the news. So one day this week, so if everybody remembers our COVID shows at the beginning of all this, when we used to have Lisa and Ken into the office, we would, I would be like, my heart would be racing and they're like, you got to chill out. And they wanted to drop some F-bombs in there, but they didn't because they're polite. And I was, so I've been, since I got that, basically, I feel like it was a false positive, but that's another story for another day. All these weird thoughts in my head. And I watched the Today Show because they're sort of fun, you know? And then they're like, we're going to run out of turkeys. There's going to be no more turkeys. And I was like, oh, my God, no more turkeys. And I ran upstairs. I put on sweatpants. And I was in BJ's a half hour later getting a turkey. Then I was like, there's plenty of turkeys. But, like, what if my friends didn't hear that story? Should I get more turkeys and more turkeys? So (laughs) I've been driving myself a little crazy. But I have been watching, you know, with all the travel that's been going on. And that's one thing I want to talk to Ken and Lisa about is, you know, we're still in COVID. So, you know, all this travel and everything, I'm actually very, very surprised to see how much it is. I talked to two people today, actually three people today that are now positive. No one I've seen, but they're positive. So I just feel like if I'm hearing about people that I know that are being in contact with it, it has to be rampant out there right now. So I'm more worried about next week when people after Thanksgiving, because people are just coming from everywhere. And that's what I wanted to talk to them about. Are we going to have to close down offices again? Like what's going to happen? Like, should I get my nails done now? Because those are going soon. So I'm going to let you guys take the floor and take as much time as you need. Okay. Sure. So, so am I supposed to get out my crystal ball again, Sharon? Is that what you're doing to me? <laughs> I have to get out my, good my at crystal. It. Well, we'll get out, we'll, we'll get out my crystal Yeti cup and we'll call that good enough. So what, what you're seeing and and DPH and the and the federal CDC and everyone is well aware of this is people are getting very fatigued with COVID and this is not a shock um, and they actually even called it uh, on, on the state call today they referred it to it as the ever-growing COVID complacency yeah. and the COVID complacency is not the people that thought COVID was fake and said I'm not going to do this all the way from the very beginning that was actually a very small minority but there's a growing, not quite yet, majority of people that are, are COVID complacent and, and they just don't care anymore. Um, they're either tired of it or they're, they've just become complacent in their behavior. And we're seeing more and more of that. Um, not that people are disregarding or being belligerent, but they're just tired of it. So, you know, they're going to travel, they're going to gather for the holidays and, and do those kinds of things that are obviously more risky. And I think it's important to remember that you know, the government isn't trying to tell anyone don't have fun and don't have a holiday. What the government is trying to do is be responsible and warn people the the dangers. 
of gathering, the dangers of gathering in large groups, and the, and the dangers of travel and mixing groups of people that don't always come together. And I think that's where, where the focus needs to be. So Sharon, I applaud you. You know, you know you want your parents around, but you've taken steps to limit the number of people that you've had contact with in the previous week, which is going to help protect your mom and dad. So bravo. And I'll give people another example. You know, my husband and I are both essential workers, but the only people that will be coming for our you know, to our home for Thanksgiving is going to be um, my mother and her boyfriend. And, and that's it. There's going to be the four of us and Bill and I are limiting our contact. You know, we, we have to go to work. We don't have a choice about that, but we're limiting our contact. We're not going out to eat this week. We're not going out, you know, randomly shopping. I've finished all my grocery shopping, um, things like that, you know, to, to make it as safe for them as we can, because obviously they, they are older. Um, and I think that that's what people should think about. I'm, I'm hoping that people are thinking about limiting their holiday gatherings. I'm hoping that, you know, those college students that are traveling home are taking advantage of the COVID tests that are available at the colleges before they leave. And I hope people with, you know, like you, Sharon, that have uh, more susceptible people in your family are thinking about them and, and thinking about limiting the guest list or, or taking extra precautions to make sure um, that people are safe. And, and I'll give a great example. A friend of mine has an absolutely enormous family. And she's like, I can't not have some of like, even just her immediate family is six people. And then just, you know, her sister's family is another eight people. So she's like, we can't all not to get together, but here's some, you know, some ideas for people that want to gather that they can do a little bit better job. So instead of, you know, sitting in her dining room with all these people piled on top of each other, um, cause it's a large number of people, she's going to move her dining area up to her great room. So it's going to be a very non-conventional dining area, but by that she can give everyone a lot more space so everyone's not piled on top of each other. So, you know, going back to the gathering ordinance that says 10 people, you know, neither myself nor the police are interested in coming to anyone's house and arresting them. But what I think the guidance is trying to let the public know is to think, you know, think before you act. And I think that that's the important message. Um, you know, you can act in any way you want, but actions are not free of consequence. One of the things that I heard on the news as well is, um, I think it was in New York, and I was watching this politician of some sort, and he was saying um, the ways that they, what they wanted them to do is like no no loud music, no singing, no dancing, um, don't have like, you know, like my family, like my Italian side of my family, Honestly, God, I don't want to ever be near them because they're always yelling, right? There's spit flying everywhere, you know? <laughs> but they were saying, like, no singing and dancing because people are going to be doing all that. So um, I, I think it is going to be a little bit different this year. But I do think that, you know, we're keeping it very simple. I'm usually the family, um, the house that has everybody. And I, you know, I was respectful a month ago and I reached out to them and I was like, I'm really sorry, but... I hate to say that my parents are more important to me than the other outskirts of the family, but they are because, you know, they're the matriarchs right now, you know, so uh, I just want to enjoy them while I can. And then there's a part of me. I know you guys are the only ones that can see me right now. Maybe it's people <laughs> on Facebook, but I'm sort of actually happy about it. Like, I was like, you know, what can you be grateful for? You know, a lot of things sort of suck this year. Let's just be honest about it. But honestly, like, I was like, it's going to be such an easy dinner with just the six of us here. You know what I mean? Like, it, that's it's going to be easy. Mackenzie's not coming in into town, by the way. So it will just be Dustin and Casey and my parents and me and Mark. And I don't have to cook as much. I don't have to clean as much. <laughs> I'm sort of psyched. There you go. 
Yeah, I think a lot of people, or, or at least the feedback I'm getting, you know, there are some bigger families out there, but I don't know anyone personally that hasn't scaled back their personal Thanksgiving, you know, traditional dinner, like where you would have your extended family. And, and I think something that you said that I, I just don't get mad at me, but I'm going to correct you. It's not that your parents are more important. It's that your time is limited with your parents, so you're prioritizing them today. And I've said that to a lot of people. A lot of people have called me and had, you know, one-on-one -on -one conversations because they weren't, you know, comfortable with different things or they wanted to to have some ideas or run some ideas by me, which I always encourage. And I, I've shared this thought with all of them. I said, you know, no one can tell you to, how, how to celebrate the holidays and you're gonna do what you're gonna do. But again, th that no action is without consequence. I said, think about what could happen from your actions and are there changes that you're willing to make to make sure that you don't have to make other unfortunate choices tomorrow. And to every single person I personally spoke to said, yes, I am making changes today, so I don't have to make changes tomorrow. And, um, you know, it's always been different for me because I've had family overseas. So Skyping or phone calling on the holidays is just part of our holiday tradition. Mm -hmm. We're just going to be Skyping and phone calling more people. I'm going to be posting and sending texts and pictures and everything else. So, you know, I encourage people that while that for a lot of families will feel really impersonal. Don't forget the, the benefit of sharing those photos, sharing pictures of the perfect dish, sharing pictures and videos of loved ones laughing, playing, doing whatever, um, that that can do a lot to fill that gap that we all feel of, you know, whoever it is that can't physically be there. You know, FaceTime, Zoom, oh my gosh, my family has Zoom trivia, it's hysterical. It's absolutely hysterical. Oh, and it devolves, like it devolves very quickly, but it's a lot of fun. There's all these Zoom games you can play. So things like that, if you can't physically be with someone, I suggest you look into that. Like I said, there's all kinds of, of different interactive games on social media platforms and take advantage of them. They're a lot of fun. I think I'm going to feel a little guilty because Mackenzie is going to be alone in South Carolina. She's like, oh, I'm just going to get a pizza, I guess. And I was going to like FaceTime <laughs> her, like she's sitting at the table with us. But I was like, mm, my stuffing is delicious. How's your, you know, Domino's? Um, one thing I, I think I, I, I one thing that I heard um, somewhere was a man saying I would die for my kids but not being with them this Thanksgiving is a choice I'm making because although I would die for my kids, I don't want to die for my kids, like because of my right. kids, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? If they're out totally different. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. What, have, what about Ken, the fire department and stuff like that? Have you been, do you guys have to ramp up for like, are you see, because we're seeing the upswing. So are you getting more calls and everything? So we're, yeah, we're definitely ramping up. I mean, I'm going to, I usually have 23 people to 28 people at my house for Thanksgiving. Oh, wow. We're down to every year and we're down to six, you know, wow. just the family, my two girls, uh, Kim's mom and that's it. So, um, that's a big downsize for us, mm -hmm. but in 2020, you got to kind of figure it out and do what you got to do to, to stay safe. But yeah, we're at the firehouse. We're ramping up. Um, it is what it is. The numbers are high. Um, I think, you know, we knew it was coming. Uh, we're prepared for it. I don't know that we were prepared for it this rapidly, but we're getting there. The, the couple, couple, four or five days in a row of, of high numbers were really quick on us, and then we kind of caught up with it. Um, and I think it has to do a lot with asymptomatic people are huge. They're taking over. Um, so you have to just assume everybody out there has it. Everybody that you're in contact with, everybody that you talk to, everybody that you see has it. So you just gotta protect yourself.
where you normally wouldn't wear a mask around maybe your daughters or your you know your parents or a friend or someone to come in the office because you knew them you just got to think everybody has it mask up social distance stay away hopefully the va uh, the vaccine comes out quick enough and we can we can get that going uh, and, and beat this thing by you know yeah. So how will that work? Have you, both of you, and Mel, and I can't really see you guys, so Mel and Mary and Dustin, please break in anytime you know that I get on a roll with these two. So, but with the vaccine, I just wonder, like, how safe is it? I mean, what do you think? I mean, you guys, as essential workers, you'll be first. Uh, I mean, I'm sure real estate agents are at the bottom of the, the list. <laughs> well, the same I, I, thought, I thought not the overreactionary ones. Yeah, Sharon will be banging down town hall's door for the vaccine. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, it, 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 and Lisa, you know, she might have a different opinion. It's going to be as safe as it can be. They didn't. They they made it quick. They rushed through it to get to where it is. But I'm pretty sure we used all the protocols and all of the FDA's guidelines and things to get to where it is. When 95 percent, 94 percent effective, they've done their tests. We got to do something. So um, I I would be more than happy to be the first to you know to get my vaccine to to see your tester. You're running into the you're running into fires and stuff. Yeah. So that doesn't surprise me that you. Yeah, I'd, be, I'd be more than happy to be the, you know to be the guinea pig for it. I mean, but <laughs> I, I'm relatively comfortable that it's you know that it's safe and they've done the right thing. Mm -hmm. Most vaccines are a dead virus anyway, and I have no reason to believe that this one is any different. It was just developing the vaccination in, in a way that it's effective. And of course, this is going to be a two round. So I'll start with, did you know, this is going to be a two round vaccine. Um, I think the news has done a pretty good job of covering that. Um, many people have talked about the deep freeze version. That's one company's version. There's another company that has one that doesn't have to be quite so deep frozen. I'm sorry, I couldn't tell you which company is which off the top of my head. There's a lot of data floating around up there. Um, there is a deployment plan. Um, and as Ken and I have said, you know, have a little faith in the town. I guarantee you it won't be pretty, but I guarantee you we'll get it out there. Ken and I have already had preliminary talks about um, secondary staging locations for distributing of the vaccine. Sharon, you're correct. First round will be uh, doctors, nurses, first responders. Um, so yay for the rest of the world. You get free guinea pigs um, to, to take <laughs> the vaccine for you. Nervous. Yeah, you know, not. All the essential workers get taken out. Then what are we going to well, do? Well, no, there's already been, everyone's aware there's already been human trials, correct? That This is already, there was human volunteers. That would that make sense, that. Lisa. Wait, I have Yeah, I know. Me, me with all that logic, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, so so the first round of, of um, human tests have already occurred. Um, and there's been very little to, to no adverse reaction to that. Um, and everyone said, but there's a 1% adverse, yes, there's always a 1% adverse you know, set of responders to any medical treatment that can happen with any medical treatment that not everyone responds 100% perfectly to it. Um, you know, is that's it, true. Is of it going to be like the flu shot that if you're allergic to eggs, you can't get it? No. <laughs> okay, good. I don't, so I'll get the vaccine. I don't too. think don't eggs are. Guys. I don't think eggs are in every vaccine. No, what I'm just saying, like if it's like you know, certain vaccines, it depends it. on how it's formulated. But no, no one said anything like that. There's nothing. Perfect. There's nothing to suggest that there's any protein. That there's any proteins that are um, <laughs> having a negative impact on anyone, or, or if there is, I haven't read about it. So. Um, so that you're all going to free guinea pigs locally. That's going to be the first round. Um, second round is going to be your high risk. It's going to include your seniors. 
excuse me, people with pre-existing conditions. Um, and like I said, Ken and I have already had, you know, preliminary talks about where we might stage it. Um, preliminary discussions with the state is it's going to be sent out, obviously, mostly to medical facilities. Um, but there are going to have some batches sent out to towns if we actually have town distribution. Um, and when I say town distribution, I mean town versus private. Um, it, it would come to Pembroke no matter what, but if they chose to distribute through convenient MD or businesses like that or CVS um, and, and something like that, they, they could. Um, but there'll be a certain amount that will be town or municipally um, uh, distributed. And Ken and I have already had discussions about where, where we might do that, what that might look like, um, ways we might make that more efficient um, and less disruptive to other, you know, town businesses and schools. Um, so, yes, the, the plans are already out there. The plans are that refrigerating, actually freezing trucks are going to be used for the distribution. Um, so, so there's a plan in place. So the short answer is yes, there's a plan. Yes, we know what it's going to look like. Yes, we know who the first recipients are. No, I do not have dates. I've heard uh, discussions as soon as late December, and I've heard discussions as late as mid-February for the first round. And that first round, like I said, is going to be extraordinarily limited, probably 2%, 3% of our population. Hmm. Interesting. I can't I, wait. I, I think it's scary. I actually, I went, I had a doctor's regular. <laughs> I just had a regular like physical the other day and I didn't even want to go because I don't really want to be, but anyways, I social medical in Kingston. They don't have sick people there. They just have people with other things. So I had my physical and you have to fill out this, you know, this little uh, questionnaire, like, like, how have you been feeling? Have you been feeling this? Have you gained any weight? Have you been, and I was like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I was like, I guess I'm depressed. Like, here you go. Like, not COVID. It's COVID-related things. Yeah, I know. Like COVID-related symptoms. I don't know. Well, I think they ask me the same questions every year, and I didn't say yes to them. But I think that that's one of the things too, Lisa and Ken, that I've been hearing is that, you know, that the um, you know mental health of all of this it really has a big upswing as well. Yeah, well, yeah. we talked about that early on in mm -hmm. you know, May, June, July. That. You know, unfortunately, those people were getting left out due to everything being closed. And now being cooped up in your house for seven or eight months has made that come to the point. It's even worse, to be clear. If we get closed up again, do you think it will be more difficult this time? I, I, I feel like it will only because we don't have spring to look forward to. Like, oh, it's nice out. Now at least we can get outside. I think it's sort of the opposite. I think the closure this time around, and, and I think Lisa and I are on the same page, the closure this time around will look totally different than it did last time because we actually have a plan now where we didn't in March. So okay. we, were, we were kind of winging it in March right up the seat of our pants. Now we actually have a plan in place. We don't have, we know where it is. We know we don't have huge clusters. If we have those clusters, we can take care of those clusters and isolate them. So the, the close down, if there is any, will be so minute i think that you probably won't you won't really see it that much so you might not be able to go to the town hall but you still be able to make an appointment or make a phone call or get your things done mm -hmm. you know you might not see a person do a uh you know home inspection on uh a smoke but we might do it zoom related you know so i think the closure if there's a closure will be so minute i don't think you'll really see much of it unless it gets you know 10 times worse than it is then you know all, all bets are up i don't know what to do but well, I think if we're going to close it up, I think you won't really see it. It makes me feel better, I guess. Yeah. 
That's a, uh, that makes well, me think well, so it's not really closures, it's limitations, essentially. Just yeah, like, I think it, it, pulling it back. would look different. It would yeah. look totally different. We're not going to see a shutdown like we saw in the spring simply because, and everyone has to remember, in the spring, we did not know as much about this virus. You know, everyone's like, oh, the spring shutdown's coming back. No, it's not. In the spring, we weren't positive how it was transmitted. In the spring, we still thought you could touch a surface and easily get this virus. We now know that's not the case. Remember when everyone, Sharon, you remember when you were wiping down everything you got at the grocery <laughs> store? We don't need to do that anymore. We know enough now to know. <laughs> no, you never stop. 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 No, that wasn't but just I mean, at the beginning. That's now too. Right, but seriously, we know so much more. So keep going with the wipe and everything now. (laughs) (laughs) No, we we know more than we know now. We now know it really is human to human. It's really direct. It's really droplets. Um, We know now that, you know, asymptomatic people can spread the virus, but that's a really, really small number. It's very, very unlikely. We now know that the majority of the time when the virus is being spread, it's being spread by someone symptomatic. It's being spread by someone as they're just getting the onset of the symptoms, which is just like the flu. So now we know a lot better. And and the other thing is people now know a lot better that when they're sick, stay home. And and I have to give credit to the employers here. The employers are being a lot better about telling sick employees to be, to be home. Just, you know, a few years ago when I still worked at Kohl's, you know, they you could have a limb bleeding. And all I can think of is the Monty Python with the arm cut off. And it's just a flesh wound. And Cole's department store would tip to telling you, you better be here on time for your shift. You know, that used to be the culture. But, you know, that just isn't the culture anymore. People now respect that if someone's ill, they need to not be in. And that shift has made a big difference, in my opinion. The, the person that's no longer afraid about losing their job for not coming in sick. Um, people are making different decisions. I was sick just a couple of weeks ago. You know, I did get tested. It wasn't COVID. But you know what? I had enough respect for my coworkers that I'm not going to go in there, A, not knowing what I had, but B, not feeling well. That's just not fair. You just don't do that. Um, and I think people are, are doing that a lot better right now than they have been. Um, and people are doing better about personal hygiene and keeping their face covered. It's becoming second nature. Um, so I think when you, you add all those things together, no. I think even with the rising cases, we're not going to be back down in a full lockdown. But to Ken's point, I think we're going to see a limitation. We're going to see you know a limitation on on density, meaning how many people can be in a place at a time. We're going to see a limitation on, you know, there there could be possibly curfews. And I know that makes some people upset. And I don't mean curfews as far as work, but people have to understand that just random gatherings at night, you know, are not the best idea. And and so there are going to be some curtailing of that. But I don't think there's going to be anything like the shutdown that we saw. Um, And and I see no indication of that because we we know better now how to behave to to keep things safer. And, And people aren't just making random trips to random places um you know unnecessarily and that that's made a difference i know like a lot of places have they haven't done the tree lightings and all of those yeah. and things. i'm sure like la salette they're probably closed um so what are what are the rules about that i know at one point i had talked to you because i was going to do my 10-year anniversary at the office and i could have 50 people outside i think and 25 inside are we still on that rule and then my other question is yes. are we mandated to wear the mask outside everywhere we are because i do but are we is that like a law or like a so it, it it's what they call it it's a it's a governor's it's a governor's guidance order so is it enforceable yes are communities enforcing it per se no um the reason it went from the way it was when you couldn't social distance to when you're in public is 
again, unfortunately, the government has to respond to the people that don't want to do the right thing, which is really sad. And too many people were in parking lots and gathering outside and being like, well, I didn't know I was going to be six feet away from someone or I didn't plan on being near someone. And, and it became an excuse rather than good behavior. So the governor just said, forget it. You know, if you're in public, put your mask on um, to eliminate that gray area of I didn't think and I didn't plan to be, you know, six feet away from people. And, and here's the thing, you know, am, am I going to run around and arrest you? Am I going to run around and have the police help me throw you in a jail cell because you're not wearing a mask outside? No. But <laughs> if you have any reasonable expectation that you're going to see other people, yeah, you should have a mask on. I mean, you've got to think about that. Do I think you need a mask walking by yourself down the street or out in the woods? No. Do I think you should consider putting a mask on in the stop and shop parking lot as you walk to the store? Yeah, I think you should consider it because the closer you get to the door, the more and more likely someone is you know, going to be walking by you. Um, you know, the idea that this virus goes away just because you're outside, does it does it limit it because of fresh air movement? Of course it does. But if you're standing right you know, next to someone talking in the window of their car or talking at the tailgate of the truck, could you still transmit the virus? Yes, you could. So you know, those are the things that people need to think about. But yes, to, to answer your question, the order covers whenever you're in public. So if you're not in your house, in your yard, you are in public. If you're in a place where someone else from the public can walk up to you without your permission, you're in the public. I wear a mask all the time, but like I, well, I go to Target a lot, but uh, <laughs> when, when I'm putting all of my Target finds in my trunk, I like, I'm usually like sweating because of like, oh, either how much money I just spent at Target or like lugging cases of water, like finds that I've, I've gotten for other people. I take my mask off if I'm in my own trunk. Like you want to, like that's my car. You want to come to my car? You then, then you. I think you're pretty safe. I think you're pretty safe in your own trunk, and certainly driving around in your car by yourself. In your own trunk, you want to sit. Yeah. With that attitude, Melissa, I'm not going near your car, okay? <laughs> I, want, I, want, I, want, I want no part of her. Are you one of those people that wears a mask when you're alone in your own car? <laughs> I'm not. I'm no, not. But, but here's the thing. Um, I want to get people... the, uh, the curfew for work that Lisa was talking about. When's that starting? I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> not for you. The curfew? He wants the curfew. So, no, but I mean, some people do put on the mask and just forget they're wearing them because they have, you know, next to no impact on them. So I've seen people like that. Medical personnel, they think nothing of it. Um, I, I have a sister that's a nurse. She's walked right out of you know, things with and didn't even think twice about it, you know, when you wear it, you know, all day. So, oh, question. Oh, wait, oh, wait, let me just tell you, you know how you're looking for that Xbox thing, Melissa, for your brother? Uh -oh. Yeah. It, it comes so out the time that they're on sale, right? We'll get in line and we'll just like start coughing. That's not right. Do you see Lisa's reaction? She's mortified. Them no, 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 no. I've already been told what times for every website and all this baloney. But um, where was I going with that? Oh, oh, so question. When you're at the liquor store, okay, and you get carded um, and they ask you to pull your mask down, can they, can they do that? If they don't think you are who you are, yes, they have the right to identify you. Um, obviously, you should consider holding your breath or backing up. Take your mask and put it back on. If they if they need to identify you to make sure you're old enough to purchase liquor, and I can see why you'd get carded. So I'm sorry, I'm on the side of the, yeah, you. <laughs> How old do you think I am, Lisa? I don't know, 18? <laughs> oh, uh, but thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that's the, the thing I'm willing to take. My eyes. You what? <laughs> You can protect me just by my eyes. <laughs> All you got to do is wink at them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, goodness gracious.
All right, they're making me they're making me blush, Ken. I don't know about you, but Sharon, I love you, but you know I do need to get on to the youth sports Zoom after this. So my my parting words are to everyone is be smart. Um, remember that no choice that you make over the holidays or any other day is without consequence. So think about your choices. I'm not saying don't make the choices you want to make. Just understand that the choice you make today has impact on us tomorrow, has impact on your family members. So be safe, be smart, stay clean, keep your hands clean, wear your mask, try to separate as much as you can and stay away from icky people. Mm -hmm. Oh, I like the last one. Stay away from icky people. <laughs> I try on a daily basis. I would. <laughs> Good luck with all that. Thank you. Thank you. Take care, guys. Thank you so much. So that was Lisa Cullity. She is the uh, Pembroke Water Health agent. And she was the first person I called when I found out that I had, you know, that test result that came back detected. And uh, I might have cried, but whatever. Um, and then Ken was the second person I called. <laughs> so, <laughs> And then Mary and Melissa. And then Dustin. Always here for you. So everybody on this, on this call. Yeah. So Ken, um, until we get to the seven o'clock anyways, where we have some time anyways, until we get there, what are your, I know you don't want us to mess it up, but how are you seeing things with, you know, the gatherings, like what about tree lightings and things like that? Anything happening in town or is everything just sort of I, I, cut I, off? I think, yeah, we're on, we're on a timeout, I think, um, you know, under the governor's order there. Um, we, we're just going to hold off. I mean, like I said, the numbers, the numbers are high, the numbers, you know, we knew it was going to go high, so they're creeping up. So we're doing everything to either, either daily get them to go down daily, or just keep them where they are. Mm -hmm. um, so obviously, you can't have tree lighting, you can't have you know outdoor large activities on the green and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, we're we're all ramped up, ready to go. We had a couple of days where we were playing catch up because um, it came on pretty quick. Yeah. Um, we're we're back to where we need to be right now. You know, uh, doing we're doing all the same stuff. We you know. No one, no public's allowed in past the foyer. We're wearing a mask if anybody from the public comes in. We wear them on every single call. Um, you know, we've had a couple guys that have been tested over the last couple of weeks just because we've been involved with uh, some COVID cases. Um, so, yeah. Well, I know every year um, we usually have our pie, our, our pie party and we didn't do that this year uh, for obvious reasons. And then we decided not even to like give out pies so we just went around we've been driving around for the past few days giving our clients candles and all that but i'm wondering because we always love to bring pies over to you and your guys because mm. you know even though we're here you know you guys are here for covid you guys are here all the time every day all every year no matter what we're in um so what are some ideas and suggestions? Because I, I can imagine that we're not the only ones who like to bring you pies and, and different things. Yeah, I mean, uh, so we're not accepting any food from the general public unless it's from a, um, you know, a, a, an established restaurant or something like that, like uh, alumni or something to that effect that would make us food on occasion and things. Mm -hmm. uh, the general public, we're not accepting food because we just don't know yeah. where it's coming from, you know, who, who's handled it prior to getting to the door. We're good for now. They just need to give them a little high five when they're driving around, give them thumbs up or whatever. I was gonna say no high fives. Yeah, give them like little thumbs up. You know, they, they, we're just doing what we got to do. Obviously, we can't. You know, we can't. We're we're interacting with the people we need to interact with, but we're not interacting as we normally would, which is something that, you know, hurts our fight time. We're a big PR type of organization, so we're unable to PR. We didn't do any in school. Um, mm -hmm. You know, fire prevention, open house, things like that, which is, you know, just what we do. Uh, so we weren't able to do that this year. 
Well, since we can't bring you pies, our traditional <laughs> apple pies this year, how about can we send you some pizza pies tomorrow? I don't so know you could, so you could, so you could, you could send them some, you know, pizza pies from the Pembroke Crust of Pizza because they know where it's coming from. It's established, you yep. know, uh, restaurant. Um, but we appreciate it, but it's not, it's not necessary. Well, that's something that we would love to do for you guys. Well, you can, you can do it anytime you would like. Just give us a call. <laughs> Tomorrow? Can we do it tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just give me, just give me a call or text me so I can let them know it's coming. Okay. Um, you know, some sometimes it comes and we don't know it, but that's fine. Uh, and I'll just let them know that something might be coming tomorrow. Okay. Uh, we Perfect. do appreciate, we appreciate it, uh, but it's not, it's not what we're looking for. We're just, we're trying to get through this like everybody else. I know uh, your heroes. Just get, get, get to the end we'll of it. Send you some pizza for crying out loud. So and, Mel, we'll, well do they'll, they'll, they'll be appreciate of it. I'm sure. Okay. Perfect. Pizza. So that will be on our list of things to do tomorrow. We'll send you some pizza pies rather than apple pies. <laughs> One thing, Ken, that you just mentioned is that like we're probably on a pause from all the tree lightings and, and kind of community activities. But something that I noticed um, during Halloween is that a lot more people, at least in my opinion, and maybe I'm just um, overanalyzing things, but a lot more people decorated for Halloween and kind of like went over, mm. not over the top, but mo way more than they would have originally. So I feel like um, people will do that, like the holiday decorations this year, even for the yeah, fall for the drive and Christmas. Like people have been ramping it up to yeah. kind of keep individually. That's what they can do to keep themselves in the holiday spirit or spread the holiday spirit across like the town. So I feel like we'll see a lot of that. You will. I'm making, I mean, I'm making people, Sam get up on a ladder. Yeah, they, people like love that. Christmas. So if this, if you know, like Lisa said, people are are tired. I'm tired. I'm tired of it. You know, I have a job to do, but I'm I'm tired of it. Um, mm -hmm. I've had just about enough of COVID. Um, so if Christmas is what gets you in the in the in the mood to you know to be happy and generally move on because you're getting you know you're, you're stuck at home you get to be home by nine thirty tucked in bed, um, you know then sounds like heaven. Well, <laughs> you know, so be it. Uh, you know we don't usually decorate till after Thanksgiving. And I have Christmas stuff all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I mean. We start a early. Um, you know, for me, um, I usually like to have my turkey before. I put up a Christmas tree, but <laughs> I feel like everybody's been doing that though. Yeah, I've been seeing I think a lot of people will do it. And you're right. I saw yeah. a lot of things on for Halloween that people, you know, were a little bit over the top. But if that's what makes them, you know, feel good and gets oh. through the day, then that's wonderful. If anybody wants to see a beautiful tree with a humongous star on top, you have to go down to Autumn Way off of Elmer Street in Pembroke. It is absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Um, but actually, Ken, I think that, you know, we have a few minutes left until the 7 o'clock, and we usually have you on this time of year, every year. Do you want to just give some firefighter and fire prevention tips for people when it comes to the trees and fireplaces? Yeah, well, yeah, as, as, as we always do, you know, just make sure you use the Prove You All Light uh, extension cords, Make sure that you know you keep your your if it's a real tree keep it you know away from ignition source or from heat make sure you shut it off don't leave the house let your tree you know keep your tree lit if it's real um candles well, people are getting those early think how dry they're going to be yeah. 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 Keep, yeah keep them watered uh you know can you get real trees right now where you yeah. get oh really yeah, yeah, I mean, I haven't seen as many places, but th yeah, they're there. I don't know if there's a shortage of trees or, or people, some places didn't open this year because it might not have been worth it for them, but uh, you could get them. You know, when you're putting Sam on a ladder, 
<laughs> oh, yeah. Well, no, he's definitely get. Oh, actually, we took that big shelf down, so don't worry about it. All right. All but right. You know, I do have. Be careful with ladders. Make sure you foot it right. I mean, this there is so much, you know, because like you said, people are going to go out and decorate and things and do, you know, they might go over the top decorating. So they might do something that they're not, you normally don't do yearly. Uh, mm -hmm. so be careful there. Don't leave candles or a big one. I know everybody loves candles. Oh, yeah. Sam, Sam gets mad at me for that. I'm a big candle lover. Uh, my wife hates that, but um, they're just yeah. dangerous. They, they are dangerous, so you just got to be careful with those. And, you know, we have three I, cats, I too, so they could knock them over. But yeah, yeah, don't I mean, forget, I've made it part of my nighttime ritual to make sure. You know, candles are candles are a tough uh, a tough gig. People light them, and especially now, you might just forget. You could walk out of the house or whatever. People are dying to get out of the house, so they're not. <laughs> they just like run out they run outside <laughs> like meh <laughs> forgot about it I'm gonna go, go for a run um, so yeah just be careful um, you know the normal things that we're doing make sure you have an extinguisher in the house um, I know yeah you know oh, they have at least an ABC extinguisher in their house that they get at Lowe's just, just to have um, don't they have expiration dates too they do they do most of them do um, depending on what type it is you can see the needle in the green and the red if it's recharged or unrecharged you know you have to get it charged but yeah they do have a life expectancy mm -hmm. a couple of years. yeah well i think that that is all good advice and how about some final thoughts for the final seconds before we go off to this seven o'clock that pretty much releases it just uh the con there's consequences every action that we do so we just we just got to be careful think before we we do things just you know use some common sense uh you know don't screw it up that's your line. Short, short and everybody have, yeah, and everybody have a, a great Thanksgiving. You know, and, and for the limited amount of family that we do have, you know, give them all a big hug. Because mm -hmm. 2020, like you said, Sharon, 2020 sucks. So, yep. yeah, it does suck. <laughs> we'll figure it out. But other than that, I enjoyed being here. And, uh, you know, we'll try to give you an update maybe in a couple of weeks. Hopefully it's better. All right, that sounds great. And don't forget to tell your guys that we will be sending pizza for them tomorrow. So what time's a good time? 12-ish? 1-ish? Lunch, lunchtime works. Okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever, I'm not going to, I'm not being greedy. So whenever you send it, time. You okay. send me a text and I'll let them know. Okay, perfect. All right. We now return to Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services on 95.9 WATD. And we are back. You are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable with Boston Connect Real Estate's broker team. My name is Melissa Wallace, and I'm joined tonight by Mary Baker, Sharon McNamara, Dustin Hughes. And I'm in a good mood today. <laughs> I was going to say, if anybody watches you on, on Facebook, whenever you come back, you do this like little hey. 20 shimmy. You're like, yeah, Somebody I'm back. To me. Hello. That's called the shimmy shimmy Coco Bob. No, it's like uh, just Jack. Like, hey, <laughs> you know, the jazz. Very is. animated. Yeah. Anyways, um, if you want to listen to any of our my past jokes, uh, you can <laughs> <laughs> talk real estate roundtable.com. Uh, you can go to your podcast app and, uh, you know, search talk real estate roundtable. You can go to social media, so Facebook or Instagram, and you can find us, McNamara Broker Team or uh, Boston Connect Real Estate. You can give me a call here at the office, 781 826 8,000 and I'll talk to you all day or I'll let you talk to somebody else or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> 
you don't want to talk to her, there's four other of us. There's plenty of other people you want to talk to. Uh, but uh, yeah, so we're we're live in studio. Uh, we have two two people here in Zoom, uh, but we're socially distancing because we're getting ready for the holidays. Uh, it's going to be Thanksgiving. So, um, and know. if you didn't know, Mel and I live together. So Woo-hoo. we yeah. can actually high five in real life. <laughs> Anyways. Um, <laughs> Sharon, don't spit out your drink. <laughs> you guys are my favorites. I just want you to know that. We're super so giddy. Apparently, we're super giddy tonight. Thank you so um, much, Benjamin. Well, I feel like we just got good news from kind of Ken and Lisa. Yeah, things are ramping up, but we're not going to hit a total, hopefully, a total shutdown like we did over the spring of early 2020. So if we just keep on the path, things will be, you know, just do what you got to do, people. Yeah. Stay home. Stay distant. Don't, don't mess it up. But... Uh, we're going to get Sorry. get on a positive note, okay, okay. Mary? I relax. thought that was positive. Uh, so getting ready for Thanksgiving, which is in two days, we wanted to sort of uh, um, talk about in the next you know, 25 minutes or so left of our show, we wanted to talk about what we're thankful for because, you know, in the beginning of COVID, you know, the first 15 weeks, uh, we did, you know, COVID shows. We we wanted to educate COVID. ourselves and our listeners and the community and just sort of be a source of information for everybody. And mm-hmm. um, I think we did a pretty good job of that. Um, of course, with the help of Lisa and Ken, but, um, and, and Josh. Josh Cutler. And Josh Cutler. Yep who was uh, reelected. Woohoo. Um, and you know, but, but we want to sort of uh, stop laughing at me. We wanted to sort of, uh, take this show to, to sort of look at the positives that we've had this year. Um, and, and sort of share what we're thankful for. We put it out on social media to, to find out what you guys are thankful for. Um, so we have a bunch of people who sort of responded to that and, and reached out to us to sort of, um, some people said us. People are people for us. Yeah. Yeah. So you can also call in because Ben yeah. is at the studio. So uh, 781-837-4900. If you want to share with us what you are grateful for, we would love to hear um, about that. And we sort of came up with this idea. Again, I'm going back to, yeah, 2020 basically sucked. So, um, but there's some good in everything that has happened, you know, um, you know, I feel like we have to find that glass half full type mentality to continue getting through this. So um, I'm very excited to hear what people are grateful for. Yeah. Should we start off with with some of the responses that we've gotten or should we go around and and say us? Okay. Um, So let me, let me get back to my post. Hold please. Okay. So um, this is the post that I had done. uh, So we have a private group on Facebook, which is just with our office. So I wanted to sort of start off in our sort of inner circle and see what all of our agents are, are grateful and thankful for this year. Um, Donna Bagney uh, responded about six times with six <laughs> different things that she's uh, thankful for. So first was her health. Um, next was her family. These are in no particular order. Okay. Uh, health, family, all our heroes. Hmm. Yeah. And then she commented again, all our heroes in all caps. So she really means that one. <laughs> um, my family circle. Uh, she goes on and on. She's she's very grateful and thankful for a lot of things in, in her life. And, and she should. She has a, a, a beautiful, beautiful life and a beautiful family. And uh, her well, son some- just got married. Um, you know, so her family's expanding. Yeah, she's a cancer survivor. And I was gonna. She, yeah, yeah. Someone who is immunocompromised, like Donna. I mean, you can see, even during such a hard time, she's really been quarantined. I mean, she hasn't really gone out whatsoever um, yeah. during since COVID started. She's grateful for 
priority, like number one, your health yeah. in all reality. Like, yeah, she did come into the, I think she was going a little stir crazy and, you know, she's still working, um, mm-hmm. you know, so she, I, she came in a couple of weeks ago, but I made sure to set her up in a space that was socially distanced from everybody. I just made sure that nobody sort of went around her and everyone was wearing masks at all times. Um, we did a, a Zoom meeting with our whole office and um, her computer wasn't really working. So I set my computer up um, sort of, so I was like really close to the camera and she was <laughs> in the background, but I was wearing my mask and we, you know, we socially distanced Zoom in the same room. And, um, you know, so we're, we're trying to make it Make it work safe for everybody and, and work for everybody. And um, because, like somebody said earlier, we still have to work. You know, mm-hmm. we, you know money doesn't fall from the sky. Uh, and, you know, we houses we gotta, don't get sold on their own. <laughs> houses don't get sold. You should not sell your house on, the, on your own. Yeah, you people can listen to it. Let's get to some more of the people, the list. How many do we have? We've got uh, one. <laughs> yep. So Kelly Keelan says, always health. Trish Flynn, my amazingly loyal clients. Um, Meredith Hunt says, freedom. Mm -hmm. And Kristen Howlett said, you. Aw, that's sweet. With a winky face. So it might be a joke, might not be. Um, I think she probably really is. But yeah, um, I asked my mom what she was grateful for. And she said, I'm grateful for my kids. Uh, I'm grateful for Sharon. I am grateful for my health, my cat. Not really, though. LOL. (laughs) Because her cat is kind of not great. Um, (laughs) She's grateful for her kitty granddaughter. Yeah, for her kitty. For, for my cat she's grateful for my cat because she's she's great um but yeah uh a- any other responses from from you you anybody you asked while i'm looking for all my other responses i mean i would love to say that i asked sam but i'm sure he would say he's grateful that he has a house i don't know what uh, sam if you're listening call in what are you grateful for bud <laughs> watch us on facebook yeah. um, i don't report to anybody what am i thankful for yeah, what are you thankful and grateful for? This oh, year? this should be good. Come on. <laughs> you three. Oh, <laughs> Dustin. You stole mine. <laughs> that was nice. Oh, that melted my heart. <laughs> but Boston Connect, seriously, though, it is a new job that started since this has all begun, and it's been positive and beyond worthwhile. Nice. It's been a whirlwind, but you've been killing it, bud. And he did a good job on that listing, didn't he, you guys? Yeah. That yeah, looked really good. Did. I responded. Let mm-hmm. him tell everybody about our new listing at the end of the show. So we make sure we have, maybe we could do the five-minute bell, Ben, if we get, if you can do that. Sure. Before we get cut off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, Dustin, is Casey in the room with you? I have no idea where she is. Um, <laughs> I'm ask her what she's grateful for. So I'm sure we all know the answer to that. Sophie. Sophie. <laughs> Maybe her ring. Yeah. I thought you were going to say, like, you were grateful that she said yes. So. Oh. Yeah. He was like, no, I, had, I had that one in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> that one in the bag. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Sharon, what are you grateful for? Um, You know, there's a lot of things that I'm grateful for. You know, and I hate to say, oh, so blase, like your family and your friends and everything. But I'll tell you, like, that little period of me having that positive um you know thinking it was positive or whatever it just sort of makes your head especially you know i'm 52 years old makes me think 
just about what is important. And it is does sound cliche, like family and friends are what's important and enjoying them now makes sense. And there are times when our life is so busy that I've heard myself say, I just wish I could go back in time and like literally read a book with a lantern, you know? So, I mean, I'm glad we're not there, but at least, you know, we as families, we are, you know, spending a lot of time with each other, but at least for us, I mean, cause you guys, you know, with real estate, we tend not to spend a lot of time with the people we love. I mean, we love our clients, but it's different. And one thing in particular that, you know, it's so easy to get into this whole hum mentality. It's like, oh, poor me. I had to cancel my trip to Aruba this, you know, not, well, I don't go every year, but this year we were going to go to Aruba and we had to cancel it. And then we were going to do a couple other things and we had to cancel it. But at the end of the day, I'm just grateful that I can get in my car and maybe take a ride down to the beach. But I'd say these last two weeks, it has made me, not that I haven't already appreciated you guys fully, but for you guys to be so understanding of, and I'd say that this is probably the first time that I was like, I'm just not going in. Like this is important to me about having my parents here and them feeling okay. And I have gone out, but I've been super, super safe. I mean, Mel, you and I were together today. We're wearing our masks. We have deliveries but we had to go into a store real quick and I'm a maniac. I'm, I have, I'm handing her wipes and I'm wiping everything down. I mean, that's my life all the time, but you guys have made it very uh, comfortable for me to be, you know, to be working from home and understanding that this is important to me. And when I came into the office today was like really the first time I've been in the office. Yeah. And I didn't go in all last week or all this week. Mary had her mask on in her office and I was like, <laughs> like, like well yeah. over six feet away. I was like, I'm just trying to be respectful. Yeah, and then I was like, have you been wearing that thing all day? <laughs> I'm just sitting in my office by myself wearing a mask. I worse than sitting in your car. I was sitting in my office too wearing a mask. You didn't even like, you just thought it was so normal. And I'm just, I know. Hi, I'm crazy. But it was interesting. I was like, you know, you don't have to do that. Like you're in your office by yourself. Like <laughs> you can take it off. But you guys have just been super respectful of me selfishly want like it's I feel selfish like wanting this time, but it's weird because I want this time because I want to do it for my parents. Does that make I was sense? Say, it's yeah. not actually a selfish act. And I think like you and I had that conversation a week ago, and I think you had a similar conversation with Mel. You everybody has to do in this in this world that we live in right now, everybody has to do what they feel most comfortable with and what's gonna make you the people around you safe. You yeah. know, it's it's everybody's tolerance for it is going to be different. You having a hot flash over there? <laughs> <laughs> um, everybody's tolerance for it is gonna be different and like Lisa said earlier, it's not you, you're not prioritizing your, your mom and your dad more so than anybody else, but you're prioritizing the time that you have with them, um, which is, you know, something that maybe other people don't have to worry about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I really am as much as I love, you know, we have it with May and I feel bad for May McNamara, who's, you know, my niece. So he's, she's married to Max's nephew and, you know, her family's from Canada. Her parents are older. They're sickly. She hasn't been able to visit in two mm-hmm. years. 
I love the boys, of course. You know, one's a freshman in at Pembroke, one's in eighth grade, one's my godson, and I spoil him rotten. And mm-hmm. I just love, you know, we're their family. And it was really hard for me to say, I'm sorry, like I, I have to do this. And, you know, his sister and, and Michael and Emily and everything. And it's, you know, it was it wasn't a difficult decision, but it was like difficult to tell them, you know, I'm sorry, like I'm not doing the holidays this year. So nobody likes to disappoint, but you're doing what you feel is best. Uh Yeah. Right. I feel like this year, if people don't, you know, want to, or, or can't do certain things, like it's, there should be no judgment Mm -hmm. because it's a thousand percent. There should be no judgment about people, other people's comfort levels or anything like that, because everybody is different. But at the end of the day, we're all going through this together. And if you're not comfortable being around somebody, you can be honest about it and you should, you should be honest about it. And you should say like, Hey, like I'm, I'm just going to stay home. Like I'm, I'm going to be with, you know, we're not spending time with our families. We're having, you know, Thanksgiving together and you're having Thanksgiving with your parents and, you know, Dusty and Casey. Yeah. One of the other things too, that I was, I'm really grateful for too, is um, you know, every year we have this big pie party and it ends up being so hectic. You know what I mean? It's crazy. It's great to see everybody, but I always feel like I don't have enough time to talk to everybody when we're around everybody. And we were delivering, you know, we just gave candles this year. And Mel, we did a couple today while we're in the Marshfield area to clients who purchased in Marshfield. And we got a text message from somebody who had a very difficult year um, and lost a child. And, you know, it's, it was just like a little something, like two little candles, like just saying, you know, COVID may have taken away our pie party this year, but it certainly hasn't taken away how grateful we are for you. And he just wrote, he wrote us the best little text message about how much that meant and what a nice surprise that was. So I just think, you know, just being kind to people and those little things, I think, are what are important now. And that's what people are grateful for. What other things do we have? You guys, what are you guys grateful for? Mel? Mine's a two-parter. Um, two-parter? Yeah, I will piggyback off of Dustin. I, and I say this every year because we do sort of talk about this um, every year on the show that, you know, I am very grateful for you guys. Everything that, you know, you do for me and do for you know, the, the, the better of, of us. Um, mm-hmm. and something that like, I, I sort of thought about today was, um, you know, the reason Sharon and I were together this morning was because I was dropping my car off to get new tires. And, um, I, you know, I had dropped it off at eight thirty in the morning and then I was like, Oh, how am I going to get to work? So I was like, Oh, I can take an Uber or, cause I never want to like, I don't know. I, I, everyone knows. I don't like to ask people for favors, even though it's like, really like it's down the street. Um, but like literally, literally like it, it was, you know, Sharon was the first person to be like, Oh, I'll come get you. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, it's okay. Like I know you're self quarantining. Like, like it's important for you to be with your family. And, blah, blah, blah. and she's like, no, I'll come get you. <laughs> and then I, uh, you know, I was talking to Mary about it and she's like, Oh, well I can move this around. And I, so I can be there. And I'm like, no, 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 don't move anything around. And then it was Sam this morning. How are you getting to work? <laughs> <laughs> like He was like, what, you, why are you leaving so early? I'm like, Oh, yeah, my ties. How are you getting to work? <laughs> like, like, do you need me to take you? I'm like, Oh no, Sharon's going to get me. Like, it was like, it was, I, and I know I'm grateful to to know that I can sort I can go to 
you guys for anything. Mm, and and I know that it's not, it, it's all in my head. Like it, it that, you know, I, I don't like to ask people for anything, but I, I love to be asked for things. <laughs> like I loved it. Like I would be like, yeah, I'll wake up at four in the morning and I'll drive you wherever you want. <laughs> you want to go to the airport? I'll drive you to the airport and I'll, I'll drive, drive you back. Yeah, I'll drive. Yeah, I'll drive you. Dusting up every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dusty, I'll come and get you, even though I hate driving, but I'll do it. Like I'm like, um, I don't know if you want to take her up on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm I'm just I I love you guys and and Dustin you're now a part of the family you're a part of our circus and you're you're a part of it all and um I think I I, I did fall to the floor and cry when you guys FaceTimed me and uh <laughs> you know, and I've been crying ever since because you know I love love and I love you guys and I've 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 loved Casey for the past four years and I'm just so grateful for for you guys and and I don't know. I could go on and on and on about how much I love. No, and our WATV listeners are probably like, "Enough, you guys. Why we have yeah, We're trying to but, spread the love. All right, and spread then, the love, spread the thankful, gratitude, and we're just trying to prove that yeah. even though 2020 was, you know, not a great year, there are so many yeah. that we have to still remember and appreciate. It's a little lesson I used to do when I taught CCD at St. Joseph's. The worker was. I would have the kids do uh, gratitude journals and just every day for a week, just write down everything they were grateful for and like a toothbrush and a comb and shampoo. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for the relationships that I have uh, been able to sort of uh, save, if that makes sense. Uh, and make, you know, I felt like I had a little bit more time to uh, talk with people and cultivate, form stronger bonds, my mom included. Um, I feel like I've, I've really gotten closer to my mom. Um, I'm grateful that Mary made me buy my cat, um, adopt my cat because I love her so much. Um, and then yeah, I'm some, grateful for Marley. <laughs> Marley, you have to say that. I was going to say, I'm, uh, and I'm also, this is, a, I, I might cry during this one, but um, Sunday was a really hard day for me. Um, and you know, it, it's been a year since my Nana passed and, you know, I, and, um, I'm just really, you know, thinking back on this year, I'm just towards the end of, of her life. Um, you know, she ended up on hospice and I wasn't able to see her, but, you know, I, I'm really grateful that, you know, she passed last year and, and didn't go through this whole year because it would have killed me so much to, mm -hmm. To not be able to see her and you know I feel for you Sharon because you know you you have your parents here but you, it's the unknown for you and you know I understand the importance of wanting to be with them and that's my story and now I'm gonna go home and cry bye <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, Mary, never, I never cry thankful for I never cry so uh, that was really beautiful Mel yes very beautiful oh my goodness gracious and here I am, like, you're not supposed to be touching your eyes during COVID. I've only been around myself today. Um, we got to spit it out because we only have a few minutes here. Um, of course, of course, you guys know that I am so grateful for our team and everything that we do and everything that we've accomplished this year, like keeping it together during COVID, keep, keeping um, each other one, keeping each other accountable, keeping each other on point and being able to lean in on each other because it's been a highly emotional year for everybody. And I, I think, think we all sort of went through a little something. Yeah, <laughs> no, we really, we really did. And that's like, I'm more grateful 
for that, that um, personal connection that I have with all of you, just like Mel, Mel said, and you know that we have this little family that we've all kind of formed, right? And we all we all can be there for each other. Um, so of course I'm grateful for you and you know I love you all. And I'm very excited for um, Casey and Dustin and their engagement. Um, <laughs> but, and then, this is gonna sound odd, but one thing that I'm incredibly grateful for this year is actually the addition and the in-law. And my reasoning for that is because I couldn't imagine had we bought the house back in 2018, is it 2008? Yeah, 2018 had we, or 2019, and not had that addition and had Holly been in in, in, um, in an, a, a condo or living somewhere out of town and not close by and then having to go through this year 2020 with her not being able to be either quarantined with us or not having a space for her at the house and being separate. I can't imagine the toll that it would have taken on her, let alone the toll that it would have taken on Sam and I to not be with her constantly because they're so close and I've become so close and it's just having her there is such such a comfort for me and knowing that we're all safe we're all in the same house we have our little core group so I'm thankful for having the people and even my mom is close by like I'm just grateful that my people are close and I can have them here because like you said about May her parents she hasn't been able to see them they're in Canada and they're sickly um, and it's been two years even if I haven't been able to be face to face with my people, mm-hmm. I've seen or or I've seen them, and I'm close by, and I know that I can get there if I need to. And for a control freak like me, that's <laughs> super important. <laughs> but yeah, so and it's fun too. Is like all of us, you know, saying that we're, um, you know, we're grateful for each other and we're thankful for each other. And it's you know, we had a very successful year this year, and our clients, I think, feel that relationship that we have with each other and that we lean in and that's how we treat our clients too you know i had to go get a couple things notarized for clients today and you know just sitting at their table with them and all masked up and it sort of feeling normal other than the fact that my glasses get all fogged up (laughs) um it's just you know just taking that time to just sort of settle usually i'm like i gotta go i gotta go we've never been transactional real estate agents so it's really nice to be able to take that extra special time to be with the people in our lives that make our real estate career so successful so um i know i appreciate their continued confidence in us and um we're here for them all the time and it's nice just getting little notes and i got an edible arrangement this week i got a beautiful card this week so it's been great um, everybody's yeah. feeling the love everybody's feeling thankful mm. yeah i think we only have a couple minutes late left i was waiting for the five minute bell but dustin um we do have i don't know if there were other people mel uh, that had you know written in what they're grateful for uh, but i do want to have dustin just take a couple minutes and tell everybody about our new listing yes it came on what 90 minutes ago, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> well, we're getting showing requests, just so you guys know. Oh, so. no, that's that's actually where I stepped away to okay. a minute ago, because they are they are coming in fast, and now showing time is also coming well, in fast, we'll being like, phone. we're going to need a little more help here with this, because you didn't give us much. So for uh, any of the agents out there who are ready to show this, give us 15 minutes, please. <laughs> we have a rating um, to do. Yes, yes, but... <laughs> It is a three-bedroom ranch on Center Street in Pembroke, listed for four twenty-five. Remodeled, updated, new bedrooms, new living room, finished basement. 
all you can ask for. I think it's about 1,500 square feet. It is wooded off and up and off the road. Plenty of parking. Just under an acre, right? Yeah, I think so. I think it's probably it's over 0.9, if I remember correctly. Uh 0.98. Yep. So we will, if it doesn't go under agreement before this weekend, we will be doing open houses Saturday and Sunday. By we, it will probably be me, unless some of the team members who love me so much offer to do one. (laughs) So we'll do that Saturday, Sunday uh, from 10 to 12. Uh, But we are allowing showings right now. Again, it is a three-bedroom ranch in Pembroke, completely renovated. Um, and painted a new roof and new heating system in the last two years. So it's a great little house. Um, And I love my little saying, like, 2020 basically sucked, but hey, here you go. It's a new listing. (laughs) What what better to be thankful for? A new house. There you go. Happy Thanksgiving. Exactly. Uh, Benjamin, what are you thankful for, and how much time do we have? Unfortunately, I'm thankful for the clock, I guess. But no, I'm just thankful to have everybody from the group here. Boston Connect is rocking it on Tuesday nights. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you, Ben. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Thanksgiving, everybody. Bye, Dad.